Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. Before we get to our sponsored segment, we just want to give a shout out and a sincere thank you to our friends at Antelope High School in Sacramento, California for participating in the Missing Chapter webinar. We had so much fun working with you and hope to continue that collaboration with each other. So Antelope High School, bring us into today's episode. This is Antelope High School out of Sacramento, California. And you're listening to the Missing Chapter podcast. In the early 1800s, Europe was in the grasp of Napoleon Bonaparte's Grand Army. The French general used his superior military tactics and the Grand Army's immense size to reach all the way from France in the west to the border of the Russian Empire in the east. A crucial element to Napoleon's military was his heavy artillery. Captain Charles Barbier was a tenured officer in the artillery ranks and was keen to what worked and what didn't when it came to conquering opposing nations and people. One dilemma that plagued the French forces was that soldiers were killed because they used lamps and lanterns after dark to read combat messages. As a result of the light shining from the lamps, enemy combatants knew the exact location of French artillery soldiers along the front. And inevitably, this problem would lead to the loss of men. This issue is what eventually led Captain Barbier to create what he called night writing. Night writing was a code that Barbier developed consisting of raised dots poking through a piece of paper. The code used combination of 12 dots, two dots wide and six dots tall. Each dot or combination of dots within the cell represented a letter or a phonetic sound. Despite its creativity, military night writing still had problems. The main one being that the human fingertip could not feel all of the dots with one touch. RBA tried to modify his original design, but also remained committed to not deviating too much, almost to a fault. Among those first introduced to Barbier's night writing concept was a 13-year-old boy at the Royal Institute for the Blind. He was excited by the possibilities it offered him and his friends who suffered from not being able to read, but felt that the existing system was too complex and that blind people, especially children, would struggle learning it. The boy offered Barbier some suggestions on how to both simplify and improve on his code. The conceited Barbier did not take kindly to the boy's suggestions. In fact, he was offended that a mere child would be so bold as to try and offer up a recommendation to him. The boy and the French artilleryman actually met on one occasion, with the meeting ending abruptly when Barbier stormed out of the room. He adamantly refused to even consider making changes. The boy, of course, was Louis Braille. Braille was playing in his father's woodshop when he was just three years old and accidentally poked himself in the eye with a wood awl. Infection set in and soon spread to his other eye as well. Sadly for the boy, he was left completely blind. Even then, however, he was not distraught and was determined to live a full life, similar to how he took the course rejection from Barbier. Instead of losing heart, Braille became more determined than ever to develop new ideas on his own. He worked tirelessly for two years to modify night writing into a far more simple system that would cut the number of dots in half. Braille also decided to make them stand for letters rather than sounds. Louis Braille was just 15 years old when he finished his system of writing for the blind. 
Ironically, he used a sharp stylus to punch raised dots in his system, the tool being remarkably similar to the awl that had robbed him of his sight when he was a toddler. Despite Barbier's refusal to work with the young boy, Braille was always quick to credit him for his role in developing the system that would evolve into that used by blind people worldwide. Braille passed away in 1853 at the age of 43, a year before his home country of France adopted Braille as its official communication system for blind individuals. A few years later in 1860, Braille made its way across the pond to America, where it was adopted by the Missouri School for the Blind in St. Louis. Louis Braille's legacy has enlightened the lives of millions of people who are blind. As a result, individuals from all over the world benefit from Braille's work daily. Today, Braille is used to transcribe many different languages worldwide. Louis Braille once said, Access to communication, in the widest sense, is access to knowledge, and that it is vitally important for us if we are not to go on being despised or patronized by condescending sighted people. We do not need pity, nor do we need to be reminded that we are vulnerable. We must be treated as equals, and communication is the way we can bring this about. This has been a Missing Chapter Short, your quick fix for one of history's forgotten stories in a busy world. Listen to more shorts as well as full-length episodes on Spotify and all other major podcast providers.